you are listening to the Become a Guitarist Today podcast with Adam Roach. Hey there, and welcome to episode number 97 with my guest today, Mark Heilman from Suicide Silence. So in this interview, we talk about the new album, which is out now called Become the Hunter. So it's a great album. Make sure you check it out throughout the podcast as I've got lots of different songs and we break down some of the songs on the album as well. Now, again, thank you to my sponsors, Musician. Now you can learn the instrument you've always wanted to, wherever and whenever you have the chance to sit down and play. Musician is an award-winning app designed by expert music teachers to teach you guitar, ukulele, piano, and more, giving you live feedback in the process. You can learn thousands of songs, including some you already love. Whether you've been playing for years or never picked up an instrument, Musician's here to help you get good, get better, and get playing. Plus, your first week's free. So visit musician.com and give it a shot. Custom guitar picks and living music. Now stay tuned to the end of the podcast where I'll do my little breakdown of some of the songs that are out at the moment. So let's go over to the interview now with Mark to find out who were the main songwriters for the album Become the Hunter. I mean, it's always pretty much a, a group effort. I think that the way that it usually works is there's a good bunch of riffs that uh, Garza will have. Yep. I'm much more of a structure song writer guy. Uh, if I have a if I have riffs, I have a song. If Garza has riffs, I'll turn them into a song, and yep. that's pretty much how it kind of works. Yep. And then uh, me and Eddie tackle the vocals and writing the lyrics and things. And usually, because I'm writing the song, like doing a lot of the song structuring, I will already kind of have an idea of, of how the vocals should go, you yep. know, not necessarily how they're going to go, but like how they could go, and then uh, that's kind of that's kind of the, the way we tackle it. With Steve Evans, our producer, he ha- he helps a lot with drums, and he helps a lot with the final vocals. He's definitely like a not-so-secret weapon. He's such a good producer for us, and, and we have such a good relationship with him. So that's pretty much how it came together. I think the best thing that came about this record, though, is we had like plenty of time to prep and get it ready, and we knew the direction we were going in for sure. Yep. And by the time Steve even came to the to the jam room to listen to what we had, we had already recorded like everything with vocals. So we had these like almost a pretty much finished album before he even showed up, and he just kind of put the, the finishing spagazzles on it. It was, it was a good process. It was definitely it came together really well. Yeah. So. Pretty much the whole album was written before you went into the studio. Everything was, yeah. We actually yeah. had to take six songs off of, we have a whiteboard in our rehearsal spot and we write the songs. Once they're done, we write like 10 titles. We had to take six of them off and choose which uh, songs are actually going to make the record, which in all reality, we usually don't have that many uh, extra songs. So yeah. there was a lot of music we didn't even bring to the studio. Well, that must have been a hard, hard choice. Yeah, it actually really was. We had to fight a lot about it. Yeah. <laughs> so do you think you'll keep those for a, a future album? Dude, actually, our fucking hard drive crashed. Uh, our computer that we were, that we used to record on, we we recorded so much fucking shit, it literally took a dump, and like we gotta we have to see if we can even revive it. We didn't have a backup of all of it, so like. Oh no. 
draft. We'll see. We'll see, man. I mean, if we can remember them or if we can get them back, then yeah, we probably will. But yeah. most most likely we'll kind of use them for like cutting room floor and like write new ones with them. Yeah, so with the guitar parts of this album, so you and uh, Chris, do you swap uh, the lead parts? Yeah, I mean, I, I do all the solos on the record. Chris is, 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 a, is definitely the rhythm. As far as, like, maybe, like, lead parts that aren't solos, there's, yeah. some, there's some parts where it's, like, if, if it's his part, uh, he'll play it. And then other times, you know, he does, he, he writes a lot of stuff, but he'll, he'll be like, I, I think you should play this. I mean, you're going to play it, you know, add something more to it or... You know, he'll just want me to play it on certain things. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I slaved over those solos on this record, man. It, like, set me, set a new standard for me on, you know, how much time and how much composition I should put into my solos because I, I feel like I'm super proud of these ones. It feels like I should have ever done Yeah, no, that sounds great. Actually, I was going to ask, like, so I heard the album, I listened to the song I Feel Alive. I think it was the last part of the solo. Uh-huh. It was like a it was like a harmonized little run. Is that you doing it yourself? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I did that. I did that. Uh, unfortunately, like, that's one of those things, like, it's going to be on the record, but I'm not going to fucking do that shit live. So that's the yeah. only problem with it. I mean, it's, it's definitely, like, a nice little, uh, some seasoning on there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, unless I add, like, maybe I can get a, do a, get a harmonizer pedal, but it's like, then I have this harmonizer pedal for this one part of, like, a 12-note run. Yeah. That's the only reason why I have that pedal. Uh, I like to keep shit simple, dude. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but thanks for noticing. That's also... Kenny, our bass player, that's like his favorite part too. He's like, that part's fucking sick. Yeah, it's just going to some of the other songs. Like I noticed on, um, was it Love Me to Death? You got that little riff. It's like, maybe like a Flight of the Bumblebee type thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That solo... I actually, do you know who Wes Houch is? No. Right now he's playing with Devin Townsend. He's, he's, he's probably, you know, one of my favorite guitar players that like maybe nobody knows because he hasn't really, he's not really in any successful band. He's sick. His name is Wes Houch and him and I play guitar often together just sitting on Skype or like FaceTime. Yep. And uh, him and I wrote that solo. That's one of the things, like he, he helped me with that one for yep. sure. But that's like something we were tossing around like, exactly like you said like trying to come up with these kind of these parts that like the main riff on love me to death or like the like the tapping part yeah like that that riff but but how would we make it like dissonant and how would we make it moving and like make you feel like you've maybe even heard it already in the song but it's totally different and uh kind of embodies like the motif of the, the whole song and uh yeah dude, that riff super fu- it's funny to me it's a funny fucking little lick yes. and it's, it's very, everybody says it's like it's very slight of the bumblebee it's a cool it's a cool part yeah it is now it works well like I said it works well in the song too now I must ask you about the song uh, is it the scythe is that how you say it yeah, the side, yeah. Yep. So you got the opening riff with all your... Now, is that doing hammer-ons and pull-offs? It's doing, like, a, um, a fret with your right hand and then doing hammer-ons and pull-offs. Yep. With, and then we do, like, a harmony of it, too. Kind of like a 
like the Paul Gilbert fucking human capo kind of deal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and even the solos in that song too, I noticed it's like a, it nearly sounds like it's a, a two-part solo. Like you do one and then it comes into this other. It sounds like two different guitarists. trying to just get a kind of Alan Holdsworthy vibe yep. kind of because to me like I'm not afraid to say it like to me that part we love it and it's fucking awesome that whole solo section and those chords yep. I was trying to not make it sound like Future Breed Machine by Meshuggah <laughs> like, okay. it kind of has that vibe but I'm like I don't want people to think it sounds like that so when it came to the lead I'm like what, what can I do to like make it sound unique and, and not make people think Future Breed Machine but I mean, I can't deny that that's where the inspiration came from. Yeah, doing those, like, whammy bar kind of, like, movements in it, and then, like, the second phrase of the solo where you say it sounds like two guitar players. Yep. The first half is very Holdsworthy. The second part is much more just, like, where can I take this? And, like, how can I kind of get it more dreamy and spacey? Uh, and then you got track nine, Serene, Obscene, where you got the little uh, acoustic at the start. That part was added after. So that whole song was written without that intro. And I had an idea for that. It came, that was written in the studio. Okay. Um, the drone, the sound of the strings, yep. that is the background of the intro, is an instrument called a monolina or a monochord. Ah. It's this uh, German instrument, and it's, it's a 32-string instrument, and 27 of the strings are all tuned to one note. Wow. When you strum them all like that with two hands, yep. it makes these like these kind of overtones. And I, I was trying to find a way to use that thing. And uh, I wrote that intro. And then once I wrote that intro, then I was like, I'm going to use the melody of that intro for the guitar solo. And then when I, so the guitar solo and the intro kind of had the same movements. Yep. I was trying to get the guitar tone of the Diary of a Madman guitar solo. Oh, yeah, and I yeah. double tracked it. I recorded that, that guitar solo track twice. There's two, like I, I recorded it exactly the same, just to kind of like do the Randy Rhodes kind of deal. Yeah. Kind of a, it's a, it's a moody track. Uh, it's one of my favorites on, a, on the record. Yeah, I know it's like you've got that drone and A, and like you're, but you're playing like an F major scale thing over the top, which works really well. Yeah, well, and then, dude, so that monochord, the drone and the A, yep. I think, I can't remember if it's sharp or flat. I think it was pretty flat, and I didn't have the tuning key for the monochord. Oh, really? So I couldn't I put it in, in a perfect A tune. So oh. I tuned my acoustic guitar to the monochord. So it's actually not completely perfectly in tune in A in the beginning of that, but the whole rest of the song is. Oh, wow. I don't think it's like, no one can really tell. No, not at all. I mean, overall, it's just a great album. I'm sure everyone's going to love it when it comes out. Thanks, man. Uh, no problem. Uh, just want to say, yeah, thanks again for doing this for us. And um, yeah, hopefully everyone's really going to dig this album as much as I did. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah, I think as far as a, a Suicide Silence record, this is the most, like, guitar Suicide Silence album that we've, we've got. Like, it really, I think all the riffs shine. I think the tones are sick. 
really stoked on the bass tone. Just sounds sounds awesome. That does. So, hopefully people dig it. Hopefully we can get down to Australia and play some shows and yeah, have a fucking good ass time. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm sure everyone will really appreciate this album down here and hopefully see you guys live again. Cool, brother. Yeah, well, thanks, man. I'll see you around. I hope you guys enjoyed the interview. And don't forget, if you do want to find out any more about my guests or any of the podcasts that I have had on previously, check out my website, becomeaguitaristtoday.com. Now, over to the new songs. So the first band is from Melbourne called Zenith Moon. And their first single, Going Under, is out now through Golden Robot Records. So let's check it out right now. Now you're going under. Now, our next song is by a band called Heart of Gold, and the song is called See Through. Last song is by a band called Amaranthi, so hopefully I'm saying that right. And the song is called Do or Die. So there we go. Three great new songs out now that you can check out. So until next week, keep jamming. Keep jamming.